Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Radio Program. Excited you guys are here with me today. Um, as always, want to say thank you to our friends at Outpost Coffee for just incredible beverages. Check these guys out at outpostcoffeeco.com. I think all of us in our lives want to have an impact. I think every one of us wants to live with a calling and a purpose in our lives. And here's what I want you to hear today is that you, where you are, and the job that you're in, the school you're in, the place where you're at, the church you're at, the organizations that you're a part of, you're there for a purpose. And if you follow and love and know Jesus Christ, you have a mission. And that's what I want you guys to see and understand is that you have the opportunity to stand in the places that you stand and impact the people that you're around. And it's such an encouragement to see and to know that you have that power. So on the program today, I have the new head coach for the Bartlesville football team, Jason Sport. We talk about faith, we talk about family, we talk about football. And I hope this conversation really encourages you to understand and see that you have the opportunity to make an impact in the world in which you live. Welcome to the Northfield Nation, Coach Jason Sport. How are you doing, sir? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me. Man, I'm excited you're on the show today. So for anybody that doesn't know, you're the new head football coach for Bartlesville High School? That's correct. Where, uh, just give us sort of a backstory on who you are, where you came from. So I uh, came to Bartlesville uh, this past football season with uh, Coach Blankenship mm-hmm. uh, to be the defensive coordinator here. Um, previous to that, I was at uh, Jinx High School as a coordinator, uh, position coach, um, coach defensive backs over there for a few years. Uh, before going to Jinx, I was at Lincoln Christian School for four years, where I was a coordinator and uh, coach on the defensive side of the ball there, among other sports. Um, before Lincoln Christian, spent 2010 and 2011 season uh, in Greenwood, Arkansas, with uh, Hall of Famer and National High School Coach of the Year Rick Jones. Oh wow! Uh, part of the 50-game winning streak over there, multiple yep. state championships there, and uh, uh, before that started my career and spent the 2003 season through the 2009 season at Sepulpa High School. Um, originally from Alabama, uh, grew up there, went back and forth between there and Oklahoma, and um, yeah, worked my way into football coaching, man. Sweet, sweet. So, where are you from originally? So, uh, I grew up outside of Luverne, Alabama. Okay. It's about, um, uh, hour and 20 minutes north of uh, Fort Walton, Destin area, Florida yep. area, yep. Um, middle of nowhere, 52 miles from the nearest uh, Walmart, uh, south of uh, Montgomery down there, and um, quiet area, uh, poor area, yeah. impoverished, impoverished area, so yeah. I grew up there. So what's your, what, what makes you tick? What what uh, what excites you as, as a coach? Um, well... My purpose, you know, my purpose for coaching, why I'm, why I'm doing what I'm doing is, uh, I guess that what, that's what gets me up every day. I get to get up and serve, serve yeah. our kids, serve our community, serve our uh, coaches and our admin and the, the people here in Bartlesville. I, it's kind of the gig, man. It's, um, I, uh, I knew at a very young age I wanted to coach uh, because of how my coaches poured into me. I wanted to grow up and make people feel the way they made me feel as I was growing up. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's good. That's it, man. Good stuff. Okay, so how um you're a believer. It's I've uh, yeah. Uh tell me how Jesus got a hold of you. Um, you know, when I was a kid, we grew up in a uh, pretty rough situation. Um parents who loved me 
but we'd get frustrated with things. My dad was um, would drink from time to time. Uh, yep. uh, it was an abusive home, a uh, tough situation. Um, really, I felt like I was a outcast, like mm-hmm. not worthy. I went to a school with a lot of kids who were poor and we didn't really know any better. Yeah. Um, I had a teacher very early on start pouring into my life, help me along the way. Um, my parents would, at times, try to clean things up. Yep. And we would get into church and go, and I, I really loved the feeling and the thoughts and everything that was going on with it, but I, I really didn't understand how it all worked together. I really, I viewed my my real dad, like I, and my Heavenly Father, much the same. Okay. For a long time in my life, I felt like if I'd done anything wrong, I was just going to go straight to hell for oh, that. Oh, man, yeah. And yep. it was a, a, a bad place to be. Um, had a choir teacher who cut me from choir, didn't make it. Wow. Thought, man, I'm trash. But then she'd <laughs> done something that was one of the most amazing things ever was uh, she bought me a pair of cleats and signed me up for football registration, all that stuff. Um, started to show me some love. Mm. Like Christ love. Uh, years later, I had another coach that done something similar and started showing me what the the, the love side of what God is. Um, I was a uh, uh, my heart to Christ. Uh, Twelve years old, got got baptized a, a few years later, and yep. and still was caught in the trap of fear yeah. rather than love, and. Um, lived in fear I, I think just because of my environment the way i was raised the church i was going to was was a little different back then and um having that experience and coming to know christ's love in a different way in the last you know 10 to 12 years has changed my outlook on, on life and um, the way i go about things and um, has helped me to pray through some things with, i'm just within my own family yeah. My dad and my mom are, are both uh, joyful tithers, believers, baptized, and go to church, and it's great now. Yeah. But it, it took some very tough times to walk through that, and um, God, has, God has restored me. That's good. So, yeah. That's that's what he does. He, yeah. he restores us. He And it's just a Psalms 23 idea of, of God restoring the broken and even though you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death you don't have to fear any evil because he's there with us um what um so obviously you've got a heart to to see young men grow in character um here you say you worked at a christian school for a while and then you did some stuff there what what's what's your hope when you're working with these young men in this football program what's what's your your hope um we're trying to build a covenant community within uh, Bartlesville High School. I love that um, terminology. I um, love that. A covenant community within Bartlesville High School of uh, of virtue yeah. and of victory. Um, uh, it's <clears throat> on my heart to do both. I want to build men of virtue, which encompasses lots of great qualities, all the characteristics that you want to see in, a, in an incredible person, their virtuous you know, uh, characteristics. And we want, we want to win. We do. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think it's going to be a byproduct of what we're doing uh, away. Um, we have a great mission statement, and it's great when it's when you read it. It looks real pretty, but if we're not putting it into action, we're not doing those things. Yeah. Then we're then we're void there. Uh, so we've boiled our 
program back. Um, we have three core beliefs. At the, at, the, at the end of the day, our three core beliefs are gonna drive what we're doing and, and everything. Um, integrity, mm -hmm. uh, service before self, and excellence in everything we do. So good, I um, love it. Rather than giving a definition of the three, what we're doing is we're saying, all right, uh, to act with integrity is to make sure you're thinking before you act, to make sure you're doing the right thing, especially when it's hard. Yeah. Um, uh, to talk to each other and not about each other. So these are actions that we're putting so big. with the word rather than just the definition. And then we give them the outcome that we want, you know, um, uh, the what, the how, the why, and then the outcome with integrity is we want to build trust amongst ourselves. We want to build trust with our community, with our with our admin, uh, and this covenant community within VHS is growing uh, through that. Um, our kids are buying in. It's awesome. We don't we don't talk about being perfect. Yep. We talk about progressively getting better at these things every day. Uh, service before self, which on Friday nights is what we do. We're teammates. We make wrong arm something so that somebody else makes the play. So we fit together. An offensive lineman is blocking for somebody. That's service. Um, but in real world application, our kids are serving each that's other huge. all the time. Not just each other, but other sports. We're doing things for other people. It's not in the paper. It's not on the radio. It's not all that boastful stuff. But we're every a few times every week we're getting some stuff done sure. and having opportunities to take our three core beliefs and practice those things. And it's, our kids are growing. They're growing mentally, they're growing uh, uh, as a team. Uh, they're learning how to be teammates and not just on the team. Yeah. Um, things we're working on, you know, the, the mental side of things. We take one day a week and just do culture only. Now we don't talk about church or Jesus. No, yeah, I get but it, I get it. Things that are um, of integrity. Yeah. How can we serve each other? I mean, just uh, the, those, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Those, but those ideas. I mean, even though that yes, they are biblical, but they're actually practical and have decent, like real world applications. I mean, having integrity, doing the right thing when nobody's watching. I mean, stepping up when and serving others. That's that's just those are those are just basic. You know how we should treat each other. That's I mean, it. that whole golden rule thing. Um, I mean, it doesn't. Ha you don't have to get churchy on folks. You no. just. It's literally, I want to be, I mean, to be the hands and feet of Christ to people doesn't, need, doesn't mean that I need to stand on a stage and, and shout it out with a bright light. It's just being secretly awesome. Well, and, and that's, that's the plan, man. You know, the, what we're trying to do with this covenant community is give them some tools mm -hmm. that will last a lifetime. Um, as a defensive coordinator a year ago, I went and said, all right, on this date is the state championship game. I'm gonna work my way back to today, and I'm gonna tell you, this is the way I want things to look going all the way back. When I got this job, uh, I jumped 10 years into the future on the football side of things yeah. and started working back so I could approach the YMCA and talk to the youth and, and fix uh, some things in the junior high and kind of build the, that part of it. Uh, hired a great offensive coordinator and we have a great offensive playbook. Got a great defensive coordinator now. Tanner Coons just joined us this week. Got a Sweet. great defensive playbook. We're looking for a great junior high head coach, so I've got a great guy there. Uh, what it's allowed me to do is create a culture playbook. And when I begin that, 
I went into the future to like the deathbed. What do I want to see when I'm laying there on the deathbed? Yep. What is it that I'm going to leave behind? What am I looking at? Is it rings? I think diamond rings that come with state championships are a byproduct of what we're going to be doing. Sure, those are fun. But at the end <laughs> of the day, I want to go, yes, the relationships I built were incredible. And I was able to influence people the right way uh, over the course of my lifetime mm -hmm. um, and so working back from that we built this culture playbook that's so good I love that I love that um, what uh, who's some uh, favorite favorite sports teams you got let's just go fun for a minute okay so uh, fairly easy uh, University of Alabama you know that's uh, <laughs> that's that's my team I, I love them growing up um, I was a uh, 12 years old, 1992, 13 years old, I guess. 13 years old when they won a national championship in 92. Yep. With Gene Stallings and um, uh, the Clemson coach, Dabo Sweeney, was on that team. He was a walk-on. Some of my favorite players ever, George Teague, those guys. They won a national championship for years after that. They didn't win a lot. Yeah. They went through a really rough time and uh, yep. went to 18 straight different, not consecutive, but 18 different uh, football games in a row where I saw them get beat. And thought maybe it was my fault or, you know, that whole thing. And love Alabama football. Glad they're doing uh, better. Yeah. Um, when I was about seven years old, true story, in the front yard of my uncle Skeeter's house, Skeeter, Alabama, <laughs> yeah. uh, we're playing one-on-one -on -one football, throwing it around, and, and my cousin Scott's like two months difference in age than I sure. am. And uh, my uncle Skeeter asked us, hey, wh which team are you? And I said Alabama, and he said Alabama. And he said, now both of you can't be Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's only one way to, you know, figure this out. You guys got a fist fight. So <laughs> my, my cousin Scott, he's been an Auburn fan since that day. <laughs> That's awesome. Me, so, there yeah. you go. There you Big go, Alabama man. You... Fan. Big Alabama fan. <laughs> That's awesome. Great. So married kids? Uh, married. Uh, wonderful wife. Um, her name is Ruth. She's a she's a, a diamond in the rough. Man, she's unbelievable. Great coach's wife, great mom. Mm. Um, coach's wife is not an easy thing to do. Oof, uh, yeah, she she's from originally from Broken Arrow. Okay, when we met, she was working for the University of Alabama. Oh wow! But like uh, God just sent a sign and said, "Hey, this is the it girl is, for it's you." It's yours. <laughs> um, four kids. I got four kids. I got nice. a teenage boy, uh, Braylon. He's thirteen. He'll actually be fourteen at the end of this month. Mm. Uh, son named uh, Caden. He's twelve years old. Uh, his birthday's in September. Um, a daughter named Adelie. Addie is going to be 10 at the end of this month. Her birthday is uh, one day after Braylon's. And then I have a daughter, Chloe. So I got four kids, two mm -hmm. boys, two girls. Yep. Chloe will be two on the 26th of this month. So I got a 26th, the 29th, and 30th. Oof. Birthdays. Yeah, no you, got a busy, you got a busy little season there. It's a busy little season. <laughs> April is a busy one for me. No now. doubt. No Just doubt. So how did you and your wife meet? You said she she worked at... Uh, so, again, an incredible story. Okay. Um, I was working at Lincoln Christian School, um, and I was coaching some boys, some brothers, and got to know their parents, great people, their grandparents. I actually had some uh, Alabama gear on one day and got to talking to them and, and became good friends and built a relationship with them over course of a couple years yeah um, was gonna take the kids my three the first three kids uh, after uh, my wife uh, 
previous wife had left. Yep. Uh, I was going to take them on vacation. Um, left and, and, and drove down to Alabama. Uh, went and seen the stadium. Went over to Atlanta and had a great day in Atlanta. And then drove down to the beach and the grandparents of the boys that I was that I was coaching. Uh, they had a little place uh, on the beach. We met up with them and hung out and great fan. I, I really didn't even know they had another daughter. Yeah. Everybody's up here in Tulsa. They have one daughter that's in Alabama. And um, after the divorce, my sister had come in and said, "Hey Jay, I want you to like write down the qualities you want in a wife and mm-hmm. kind of you know I, I'm never getting married again type thing." And yep. I wrote down some qualities and then. Um, I said, hey, she's got to be an Alabama football fan, too. My sister <laughs> thought I was just joking, but I wasn't. Anyway, long story short, hung out at the beach, heard about this other daughter, no big deal. A month after that, um, Grandma, who is my, now my, my mother-in-law, her, her name is Elaine, Yep. she had a stroke. Um, they called me. We went to the hospital, prayed. Uh, my daughter, Addie, who is got childlike faith, yeah. says, hey, don't worry about it. Let me pray over you. They were saying that she wasn't going to be able to uh, speak and stuff. And Addie said, no, you'll, you'll be able to talk. I'll just pray for you. It's all good. Then we take a lesson from that. Golly. Um, so on a Saturday morning, after our inter-squad scrimmage on a Saturday morning, got a phone call from Elaine mm-hmm. in the hospital. And she just said, hey, I just want you to hear my voice. I'm talking. That's so cool. Powerful stuff. And it was like two days after my daughter had prayed for her, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. And Addie was like, see, Dad told you so. <laughs> Come on, Dad. I know. I knew it. So that Saturday, we went up to the hospital. And uh, when we got to the room, Ruth, who was my wife, was there. Mm-hmm. And talked to her a little bit. Uh, she she made fun of my, my tan line from where my whistle was. <laughs> and, um, That's awesome. Uh, the next Saturday... I was asked to go on a double date for my brother-in-law now and uh, Ruth's sister. Yep. Um, we wanted to do a double date and we went out and it was great and a wonderful day. El Guapos to eat and watch the, the, yeah. the drillers play baseball and saw the fireworks and then she flew back to Alabama the, the next day and uh, we dated long distance yeah. for a while and she eventually moved up and um, asked her to marry me at Driller Stadium on the field after a little fun game I tricked her into that one and that's awesome shortly after that yeah man very cool dude that's a great story oh it's I could get into the 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 real details of that stuff and it could go and I could just show you how God just worked incredible uh, miracles through that whole process and uh, it uh, God restored me Mm -hmm. gave me an incredible godly wife a Proverbs 31 wife come on You know, we've actually got sort of a similar story on how God can restore and that that whole idea of marriage. And that and that's a, that's another conversation for another day. But man, that's just um, so you got four kids. Being a dad, um, what? How how is it that you? One of the things that when you you as a father, um, what do you want to see for your kids? What's your hope for them? Um, you know, I think it's. Like a lot of Christian fathers, I mean, if I stay focused on what the priority is um, to worship God, that's the thing. Whatever that looks like, that's the goal. Yeah. Um, I got 
great kids, you know, uh, joyful kids who love Christ and want to be a part of the ministry. However that looks, yeah. whatever job it is, they're going to be a part of that ministry. Um, that's it. You know, I, I mean, at the end of the day, they're not mine. There he is, yeah. And I'm just, there you go. I'm just helping facilitate. Come on, what uh, what what he has for them, and and uh, when I'm not being selfish and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, I'm guiding them the correct way to whatever that is that God wants for them. That's that's the real goal. Um, it's awesome. Love it. Whatever that looks like, you know, use whatever the talents are that that he has in them to further the kingdom. You know, I got to thinking about this. Being a coach is not too far off from being a pastor. I mean, you, you've got, you're making an impact on people's lives. You're visible to the community. Uh, the way you handle yourself matters. Uh, the way you speak to, to not just uh, the students, the way you work with st- faculty and staff and, and, and have that rapport with one another. I mean, it's it's not. I mean, you you live in a fishbowl. I mean, the stuff you say and do makes impact. Has an impact. It can it can as Kenny Luck says, it can have a negative blast radius or it can have a positive blast radius. Um, how do you when you think about that? When you think about that kind of impact, what do you? What's your? Um, what's your overall feeling towards that kind of idea? Um, <clears throat> blessed. Mm. Um, you know, it's the the more I'm obedient to what God has me do, the larger the platform has gotten for me. Come on. Um, when I try to do it myself, I've fallen on my face where God has clotheslined me in a situation, <laughs> and and through those tough times, forced me to rely on God completely, and just be obedient. You know, when I was. The job I had before this one was a really good job. Mm-hmm. A winning football culture with a head coach that loves Jesus, that wants the right things done uh, with the kids, wants to leave a lasting impact. Alan Trimble um, taught me so much. And uh, the head coach there now, Keith Riggs, is a great friend of mine. He was our coordinator. Did not know he was going to get the head job. Um, felt like God was calling me to Bartlesville for a reason. Uh, I did not think the reason was to be a head coach. I thought the reason was to just have an impact on people. Yeah, uh, it is the first time that I felt like God was calling to be to be an impact on uh, grown men as well. Um, and I remember seeing some of that as soon as I got here. But I went through a long process, and there were people that said, "Hey, you're crazy. <laughs> Why are you leaving Jinx? That's crazy." Um, uh, but through obedience. The path led me here, and you know, it sounded crazy for um, a lady to go get a bunch of jugs to fill up with water, and so you're going to turn this into wine? What do you? Mm-hmm. That's a crazy kind. There's some crazy things that, yeah. in the Bible, that, um, and it ended up being great victories for you know. Well, absolutely, for and you think about it. A lot of the stuff that Jesus has for us, it it doesn't make logical sense in the in the real you know we're like that doesn't make sense love your enemies or you know do good to those who hurt you or you know things like that 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 doesn't make sense but when you do 
the things that God tells you to do the way he tells you to do them, he blesses. And, he, I mean, obedience gets blessing. And it's just, it's just, it's really big to see that. Um, what, what, do, what do you see, what's your goal for the next five years? You know, my at the end of the day, um, I try not to talk about goals. Okay. Us, we live within this system. It's a standard that we want to set. We want to live a discipline-driven life, making discipline-driven decisions from within. Not something that I got to put a lot of pressure on you to make a certain decision. Yeah. I want to. I want to give you some tools, some resources. I want to. I want to model some things that you can do to live this discipline-driven uh, uh, life. The end goal. I mean, I know that we're going to be defined by people. Uh, what the scoreboard looks like. Sure. That's not going to be how we define ourselves. Awesome. I um, love it. That's not going to define me. It's not going to define our kids, not who they are. They're going to be successful if they're doing everything they can to be discipline-driven, making the right decisions as best they can, putting themselves in the best possible position mm-hmm. to succeed uh, individually and as a team. Yeah. Uh, the goal, there's really not an end goal. There's not. As I look through the program and what I want to see, again, I go back to me at the end on the deathbed yeah. and what it looks like. And the truth is, is in five years, I want to see as many kids living the right way mm-hmm. and, and living to that standard that we're going to set um, and trying to get progressively better every day, whatever yeah. that looks like. Sure. Um, living out that living out that mission statement, that's integrity, it. service that's for it. others, man. That's, that's yeah, absolutely. It. That's it. I mean, it's 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 crazy because uh, more than once I've been told it kind of scares me that you don't talk about winning football games. Um, I would say winning football games will be a byproduct of the way we're doing things. The programs that I've been in. When we focus on the culture, because culture is what drives your yeah. strategy, whatever your strategy is. Absolutely. We run great X's and O's. When we give the ball to the kids on Friday night, our culture is going to drive that. We're going to be fine. Um, I can say that with confidence because I got, I got a few state championship rings sitting back there somewhere. You know, <laughs> uh, and that's not me boasting, but that's because we've done it the right it's, way. It's, it's a byproduct. Byproduct. Absolutely. The, the evidence is there that if you if you invest in, in these young men and have a, a desire for them to live right, do the right things, be men of integrity, show them that character matters, like that kind of stuff, the wins follow. Like the wins every time. Positivity always trumps negativity. And it's always going to beat out. And so I just, I love that that is, that your your desire and, and your hope, to, and I heard you say that you, you want to impact grown men as well. Because men, God knows we've got grown men that sometimes just, that maybe even sitting in the stands needs to, need to see coaches that have integrity, have a desire to want to do what's right and be that positive role model. Even, I mean, I as a 40-year-old man look at coaches and, and I've met some coaches and, and one of the biggest impacts in my life was my basketball coach, Dave from Elhoff. And he to this day is still, he's, he's almost 60 years old and he is still a huge impact in his, what he wants to, to see me uh, how he wants to see me succeed, even to this day. I mean, he was my basketball coach in eighth grade, and that's how big of an impact coaches have. So, man, I applaud what you're doing, the desire you have to see 
young men succeed not on, just not not just on the field but off the field because that matters. So I, I appreciate you taking time uh, out of your schedule. I know you've got a lot going on. I appreciate you coming here just to talk and share your heart with us. And we're looking forward to this fall and seeing what God's going to do and, and how the program ends out. Well, I appreciate it. I mean, it's um, it takes all of us. It really does. Yeah. And I want to partner with parents. I want to partner with our administration and our faculty here, our booster club, our community and, and uh, media, what you guys do encourages our kids to do the right thing. Yep. Um, and if we're all working in the same direction, um, good things can happen, man. Absolutely. So I appreciate you coming, yep. man. Thanks for being on the show. Yep. Have a good Thank day. You, all right, appreciate it. Well, I hope that conversation encouraged you and challenged you in your walk this week. If you'd like to find out more about the Northview Radio Program and Caleb Gordon, go to www.calebgordon.com. This program has been brought to you by DSR, a technology company that has been investing in Bartlesville families for over 35 years. DSR, we deliver technology.